Namaste, dear beautiful hearts who will hear me, and a wonderful new year 2022, no matter the pain of the pandemic. My name is Gael. I am originally from Burkina Faso in West Africa. I live in Montreal, Canada, and I am so happy and grateful to share my podcast with you. I am an artist, a painter, a poet, and a musician. I play the harp, and I will talk of love, light, and universal harmony in my art and poetry, and in that of the poets, musicians, and all artists who have inspired me, guided me, healed me. Breath, vision, and inspiration are essential to art and to life. As a young African girl, I didn't have a lot of freedom, and because my parents didn't approve of my initial choice of studying fine arts, instead I studied psychology, political science, and international relations at university, and I will talk of psychology precisely in relations to psychiatry, since I want to share my perspective on mental diseases and how to cure them more logically than with psychiatry's anti-psychotic medicine, from which I have suffered myself after being labeled schizophrenic in 2005. I will talk of politics, because politics create the social context for human interaction and evolution. Therefore, political freedom is the ideal state of affairs for a person like me, who seeks to live a purposeful and useful life, not just for myself, but for the common good, the well-being of my natural environment, my planet and universe at large, and that of all the people around me as well. In other words, I seek universal order and harmony, artistically and politically. Because I am an artist who cares about the evolution of my society, a society where art is the ideal of that society's spiritual, emotional, physical, architectural and aesthetic design, able by its constant quest for improvement or evolution to birth more harmonious politics. A beautifully designed city or society, from the Greek word polis, which means city or city-state, is a better home for clear-centered logical thinking and elevated spiritual interaction, hence evolution. In any beautiful context of life, the heart, mind and soul are appeased and inspired at becoming always better. In terms of curing mental diseases, Buddhist meditation to me is thus one of the most logical remedies because it strives at guiding the practitioner on the path of their dharma through teaching them specific breathing techniques that liberate the soul literally. Dharma, etymologically, is a Sanskrit word and a key concept in Buddhism. It means Buddhist cosmic law and order for a right way of living, righteousness, merit or religious and moral duties, governing individual conduct. When you breathe better, your immune system is stronger because the light in your breath of life destroys all darkness and viruses, who ultimately are all just parasites stealing away and draining your energy. 
Psychic vampires, nightmares, voices or genes in Arabic are just the same demons feeding off of your life force and energy because they're too stupid to know how to safeguard their own. Antipsychotic pills will help the psychic vampires, not the person seeking inner peace and universal harmony. Only breathing well will elevate your vibrational frequency towards spiritual, emotional, and physical ascension. Chapter 1. The Word In the Kabbalah, it is said that each and every word as a thought before it is even pronounced in the air, imprinted in the light within the air, is a whole world that we create for our psyche. Therefore, it is better to strive at thinking and saying only good words. Irie, New York. New York is where I read the Holy Bible, King James Version, for the first time, thanks to my Rastafarian friend Sherman, after the World Trade Center attacks on September 11, 2001. I started my International Relations Master's program the same month at the City College of New York. Sherman made me feel stable in the midst of the turmoil of 9-11. His innocent, Rastafarian and Christian wisdom was an open door on a path of light to me, and saying the word I which means good, nice, cool, and harmonious to me, in Jamaican English, gave energy and purity to my breath. My friend's hair were roots, he was stable and good-hearted, generous like a tree, and I wanted to be that strong. I was so into being Rasta that I taught myself how to roar like a real lioness, and I was having a blast at discovering the best me, the best African woman I could be, a Rasta woman, a good woman, strong, generous, and fruitful. Chanting one love was the universal harmony of my dream of connecting with myself, others, and the universe. I was a star, a planet, a galaxy of the universe, and I was going to change the world, save Africa, and teach the world my one loving perspective because I had seen the light and wanted to share it with everybody, make everybody's hearts smile, make the planet and the whole universe smile, and even do miracles like Jesus. Burkina Faso, my country of origin, is a small landlocked country in West Africa. I wanted to bring water to my country. How, I didn't know, but I wanted to, with pure love and just by being there for her, Africa. I was writing a little bit of poetry in French and English. I had never written poetry in English before New York. John 1-1 is the first verse in the opening chapter of the Gospel of John in the New Testament of the Christian Bible. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Here is a poem I wrote about the city of New York where I had the absolute joy of living for two years of my life from 2001 to 2003. New York, New York. The door leading to hope, the dream after the nightmare, the heavenly light of dawn, my poetic Ithaca, 
after an odyssey on a sea of blindness, the flowering apple of blossoming wonder, after deserts of pain and sadness, the joy, the light, magical Broadway, after the hideous scars of a battle, to save a life forged by the winged poetry, the starry angelic music that flourishes in the heart when at last we can breathe freely. Once all barriers have been transcended, to free the soul from the death of inspiration, to free the soul from the death of smile, and offer ourselves some lightness, some laughter, some love, some universes of dreams and liberty. For liberty is the crown that all New Yorkers wear after this war, after the victory of the New York Minute, the minute of all humanity's poetry, in this amazing crowned firework, the victory of the New York Minute, the crusade of all humanity's poetry, the victory of a banner of love and light, a victory of hope, in the hope of flying in love again, and forever, in New York, of New York, for New York, thanks to New York. New York, New York, the survivor's garden of Eden. And here is the French version. New York, New York, la porte qui mène vers l'espoir, vers le rêve et la lumière, l'éclosion de la fleur du bonheur, la joie, la lumière, la magie de Broadway, pour vivre une vie forgée par la poésie ailée, la musique angélique et étoilée qui émane du cœur lorsqu'il respire librement. Il est souffle et sourire pour s'offrir de la légèreté, de la joie, de l'amour, des univers de rêve et de liberté car la liberté est la couronne que portent tous les New-Yorkais. La victoire de la minute new-yorkaise, la minute de toute la poésie de l'humanité, dans ce feu d'artifice d'émotion couronné, la minute de toute la poésie de l'humanité, une poésie d'amour et de lumière, dans l'espoir de retomber amoureux et pour toujours à New-York, de New-York, grâce à New-York, pour New-York. New-York, New-York. L'Eden du Poète. There is a meditation or breathing exercise that I want to share with you. It came to me as a revelation in my own practice because when you practice yoga and Buddhist meditation for a while, the logic of your breath of life, in connection to that of the universe, starts breathing and thinking through you. You realize that the simple act of exercising your heart, lungs and brain, therefore your whole body, all your several bodies, physical, astral, etheric and causal, to perform those breathing techniques, molds your whole being to fit the mold of the logic of love, light and universal harmony existing within and throughout the whole universe and all of creation. One revelation I received when I progressed into my practice, when I had already understood how to defend myself from voices, nightmares, psychic vampires, attacks, day and night, but especially during my sleep. This revelation is, 
in French, la lumière se sait où qu'elle se trouve dans l'univers. In English, light knows itself wherever it may be throughout the whole universe. So I felt less lonely, lost and desperate. I knew that I had allies, beings of light in the universe. So here is the breathing technique that was offered to me by my allies, like an unbreakable, invincible weapon of ether imbued with love and light. The first breathing technique that I learned when I started meditating is an exercise of breath while focusing on your third eye in the middle of your forehead. However, this technique that I learned on my own or received as a revelation through communicating with the universe focuses on each of the irises of both eyes. This exercise consists in recentering the point of each irises of each iris. You can start with the right <coughs> or left eye and just bring your iris back to its center, the center of your eye while breathing slowly, profoundly, deeply, seated in a comfortable position. The lotus position or Padmasana in Sanskrit, if you can, or lying down on your back if you prefer, or in any seated position that suits you. You then do it with the other eye, and then to both eyes at the same time and you realize how important it is for your irises to be centered. The iris is the part of the eye that grasps all the light received by the eye. It enters the iris first. Therefore, the iris directs the body's energy intake through the eye. You need to be more mindful of your irises, and you'll notice the profoundly appeasing and recentering effect of this breathing exercise. It is very important to be careful with what we say, especially about ourselves. Your breath of life is your soul and your speech defines who you are. Be careful with what you eat in the same way because your breath is your breath of life is re-energized with the food you choose to eat. In order to purify your breath of life, you must cultivate your faith. In my heart, faith is love gratitude and confidence. Your faith is your armor, shield and sword in a battle against demons, nightmares and voices. If it is strong, you will win, otherwise you will lose. Therefore, you must anchor yourself within your faith, no matter the tradition you follow, as long as it is a faith in love and light. I love Roman poet Virgil's verse from his poem The Eclogues or the Bucolics, Amor vincit omnia in Latin, love conquers all in English. Your victory will be granted if you manage to create inner and outer harmony for your heart and body. You must always think about your heart and keep your heart at peace. Inner turmoil drains your energy. That's why Buddhist meditation is so efficient as a remedy against depression and all diseases related to it, like bipolarism and schizophrenia. 
because through cultivating calm, profound, centered, focused breathing, through various techniques, you lower your heart rate and your whole being is appeased and comforted. Your energy is protected in your inner sanctuary and can exist and evolve freely. No matter the chaos outside of your heart, you are at peace inside and out because your energy, when at peace, is connected to the whole who vibrates at the most peaceful and harmonious frequencies. So by lowering your heart rate, your breath of life ascends to higher levels of consciousness where lower frequencies and diseases cannot reach you. In this higher light of the love in your heart, you receive cosmic energy better. There are no more blockings to your chakras because you learn how to activate and align them. You become healthier, stronger, and your eyesight, which becomes brighter from being more centered, is cleared from darkness, shadows, and nightmares. I often meditate on the word truth. And I, I often have while my reflection was evolving. It became my ultimate goal on the path of my Dharma, but also the major characteristic of my quest for a metaphysical holy Graal that would guide my evolution throughout the whole of creation and through time as well, because I understand karma and reincarnation, and reincarnation from my Buddhist meditation practice. Here is a quote from a movie that I saw, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. It is an old movie and it is a bit strange, but that quote is beautiful. It says, Magic is order, earth, fire, air, water, in perfect harmony. A true magician is a bearer of truth. Magic is order. Control of one's energy is an important word as well. You need to always be mindful of what is happening to your energy, how your senses feel when interacting with other energies from people or even places. When you are mindful of your energy, you are more able to focus on its manifestations throughout your body and your mind. Un monde merveilleux, The Butterfly's Karma in English, is a poem of mine from my first collection of poems, Poussière de mots et d'images, Dust of words and images in English. It was published in the year 2000 and I want to share it with you because it breathes an air pure, young and valiant like I was when I wrote it. I was 20 years old and had no clue that I would be labeled schizophrenic just a few years later and that it would almost destroy my life. The butterfly's karma. To breathe, just breathe gently. Breathe time, breathe space, never close your eyes. Not even on the wind, the wind that waters the adorned petals, reflected on the sky's etheric ocean. Neither with rain, sea, nor cloud, but with air. The musical air of our faces' melodies. Our faces, reflections of our souls. Our souls, conscious of this vital nothingness humming and shining in eternity, imbued with the awareness of this eternally radiant sanctity.
to fly away, just flap your wings. Let yourself drown in the freedom of your mind. Swim with the stars, shine it all things. Smile at the moon and sing your own tune. Inhale unknown perfumes to quench the thirst of your dreams. To discern the naked shadow of a wandering star awake at odd times. Enlightening the nights of the sun. Learn to spin out waves of honey from trees with opened hearts and your heart shall dance on the rainbows of their rhymes. To hear flowers sing, just caress their ears with silky lullabies. Soothe the pain of earth's soul, our earth drowning in her own tears, because she gave the heart of her trust to a karmic will called generosity. To feel nature's heartbeat, just hold out your hands to the birds and drink up their melodies, melodies that have guided the sailors of the golden grass to the gates of heaven. Give your friendship to the rain and even to thunder, for his anger, his beauty, and because lightning is holy. To see under a truer light the overshadowed hours of our times, Inebriate yourself with luminous emotions. They honor faith and innocence. Rejuvenate the colors of childhood elation behind the mirror of history and judgment, where rivers flow, sweet rivers of love and light. To become truth, to become faith, to become angel. Just cultivate your love for life. Let your dreams blossom in silence inside your lamp and lion loving heart. For love is a lotus flower of nurturing wisdom. Love is the purest air to breathe. Love is the sweetest perfume, the most perfect fruit. And true love is the art of giving, of giving without expecting to receive. Amant de merveilleux, respirez le temps et les choses, ne jamais fermez les yeux même sur le vent qui arrose les pétales imagés que reflètent les cieux, pas avec la pluie, la mer ou les nuages, mais avec l'air peut-être musical qu'expriment certains visages conscients de ce néant vital. S'envoler, se noyer dans le ciel, dans l'espoir de toucher le fond de la mer, cueillir des vagues de miel sur les arbres aux branches de pierre, humer des parfums inconnus pour désaltérer un rêve, et discerner l'ombre nue d'un astre qui parfois se lève pour éclairer les nuits du soleil. Discuter avec les fleurs, bercer leur sommeil, et l'âme d'une terre en pleurs, victime de son innocence, enchaînée par sa générosité, pour avoir fait confiance à cette arme qu'est la générosité. Tendre la main aux oiseaux pour s'enrichir des mélodies qui ont guidé certains bateaux vers leurs souhaits maudits. Offrir son amitié à la pluie et même au tonnerre, pour sa hargne et sa beauté, parce que c'est beau un éclair. Pour voir avec un peu plus de clarté les journées aux couleurs sombres, de sensations il faut s'enivrer. Et pour honorer le bien-être qui derrière un grand mur cuivré nous écrit de si belles lettres, il ne suffit pas d'éplucher les livres même pour soi, car il paraît que c'est mieux, mais simplement de vouloir aimer, vivre même si un désir vit parfois très vieux. 
Joy is a poem inspired from my very first poem, written when I was just 14 and which won a poetry contest in Mrs. Brogan's English class. Mrs. Brogan was my English teacher when I lived in the city of Bethesda in the state of Maryland from 1990 to 1992, where I was a student at the French lycée Rochambeau. Joy. Breathe. Love. Smile. Sing. Dance. Shine. Rainbow soul. The Elm Tree is another poem of mine that I want to share with you. It is one of my rare poems that I wrote in English first. It has no French version yet. I went out to breathe under the soft rain. Slowly, I was walking beneath the green arch of the gentle trees. As the playful, joyful raindrops were gliding down my limbs. Then the rain stopped and through the clouds the sun blew me a kiss. I kept on breathing, I kept on walking beneath the green arch of the gentle trees. As I passed near the water, I gave her my lotus flower and heart-shaped wreaths of doves, chrysanthemums and roses crowned with butterflies from the temple of light inside of my heart. I became a bit cold, so I sat on a rock with the letters L, U and V written on top. Love was kind and warm, so I thanked him, turned back and walked on beneath the green arch of the gentle trees towards home. On my way, a cyclist passed ahead of me Goodness gracious, what beautiful, muscular, slender frame had he. His legs particularly struck my painter's eyes with their supple beauty, and I thought of the graceful elm tree. The child. In the smile of a child, I see heaven. In the voice of a child, I hear the gentle singing of all the rivers in heaven. In the gaze of a child, I see the light of heaven's dawn, and in the questions of a child, I hear the word wisdom. L'enfant. Dans le sourire d'un enfant, je vois le paradis. Dans la voix d'un enfant, j'entends couler toutes les rivières du paradis. Dans le regard d'un enfant, je vois la lumière de l'aurore au paradis. Et dans les questions d'un enfant, j'entends le mot « sagesse ». A flying mountain. Do not surrender to despair. It is a crime. It is treason against yourself. Would you murder your soul's forlorn hopes? Famished and quivering, they'll beg unjustly accused of being too hollow. It won't cost you a thing, just put on my ring, my ring of light around your magus glow. I promise you, erase those lethargic visions of futuristic living on such empty tomorrows, deprived of true love as a nameless sunrise. Such a situation could seem desirable to the surrounding hordes of petty ghosts 
breathing and smiling under anesthesia and searching for pleasure in virtual aphasia, fulfilling illicit desires in all ills passions. Masochism starts when your map leads you down. A masochist I, a mountain I'd rather. Maybe both. I've often dreamt I was a bird. What an idea you would say, nice nonsense. You would be wrong, however. I am also Hyde's fright. But by all means, I will fly until I merge with the light. L'envol d'une montagne. Il ne faut pas se résigner, c'est une trahison, un crime contre soi-même, car c'est notre âme qui assassine de pauvres espoirs décharnés et frissonnants, accusés de s'être montrés trop exigeants. Ça ne coûte rien du tout et c'est bénéfique, je te le promets, fais disparaître ces visions léthargiques d'un futur de l'esprit qui vivrait pour des lendemains, dépourvus de réelle gaieté, car sans vrai but, tous les matins. Une situation pareille peut sembler souhaitable à la horde d'anesthésiés qui recherchent l'agréable dans l'aphasie totale de la passion des mots. Masochisme Peut-être, j'ai toujours rêvé d'être un oiseau. Quelle idée, tu dirais, il faut être stupide Tu te trompes pourtant, j'ai la phobie du vide. Voilà the first real episode to my podcast I hope that my words were able to give you a bit of love, light and universal harmony thank you so much thank you from the center of my heart until the second episode I wish you inner peace and I send you a lot of love and cosmic teddy bear hugs